Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. It has been a while since we recorded. Um, a lot has happened. Um, Ashton, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good. As a Georgia fan, it was um, a very interesting uh, playoff game, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that plenty. I, truthfully, really just surprised to be here still, um, if we're being <laughs> totally honest. So, yep, no, had a um, really good holidays. Um, and New Year, we actually got to um, spend some time together. Like we, we, for those of you all that don't know, we're um, we live in different states and um, very seldom see each other. But yeah, we got to hang out on the beach and play a little bit of beach football. It was it was a good time. Yes, it was. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, well, you mentioned you mentioned the Georgia game. Let's just jump right into the playoff. Well, we'll talk about the Georgia Ohio State game. So this game was all Ohio State for a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. Georgia ends up winning 42 to 41. Sorry to spoil the ending. Um, what are your takeaways? This, this game was wild. I think there's a lot of places we can go with this, but like, what are, what is it just, you've had almost a week now to like process what happened. What, what mm-hmm. is kind of the, the top thing for you about what we saw? This is not the kind of game that Georgia wanted to be in. Um, if, if there was any type of game that Georgia wanted to play with Ohio state, it was not the lot of possession shootout up and down the field, real fast paced type of game. That was, that was the least of Georgia's options. Ohio state matched up very well with Georgia. There's, there's no doubt about it. Harrison jr. Was really good. I I think Harrison jr. Only had five receptions and and people talk about him a lot. He had two touchdowns and he was very valuable, but Emeka Ibuka was really good as well. He had eight Mm -hmm. for one twelve. He actually had more receptions and more yards than Harrison Jr. That's where I was surprised. That was Ohio State's depth at receiver. I think that's yeah. they were multiple, and they were able to really hurt Georgia in like yeah, really get after the secondary in that way. That's yeah, that was I think the surprise to me um, was how multiple they were. I I didn't th- I thought there was a step down after Harrison. We all know that Harrison's great. I thought there was clearly a step down. Even Julian Fleming had a big game. I was really impressed. C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud played the game that we've been waiting on for two years, man. Like this was the best game of his career. If he plays like this against Michigan this year or last year, they win. Like that's, that's what I was, that was what surprised me. I, cause he, he has that top level performance in him, man. Cause like Georgia's defense is as good as anybody's. And he was, he diced him up, man. He was excellent. Um, it, in some ways, it's okay for me to be a little upset. Like, where was this all the all the rest of the time? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, why do you have to put on the best against my team? Like, in your yeah, Michigan, you're just like, uh, you know, not not doing that against Michigan. Yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for Ohio State. It, it was hard not to watching the game. Ohio State's really good. Um, yeah, a lot of depth there. I th- I think that was surprising. Ohio State, we knew they had talent, but they had depth of talent. I think that's that was really neat. Yeah, I was also very, like, just really impressed with the way C.J. Stroud played. Yeah. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably the best receiver in college football. <laughs> I yeah, mean, no, he, agree. Agree. he was playing so well. Yeah. You mentioned Emeka Gbuka. He was also playing well. But Stroud, he escaped pressure most of the time. Um, I think he got sacked at least once but he was stepping up in the pocket and just throwing dimes everywhere. It was impressive to watch. That's the type of play that will make him very rich one day. <laughs> no, I agree. He helped out his draft stock so much. Oh yeah. Like he And he didn't get sacked. He actually got sacked four times total, but oh, wow. he, okay. he, he made a lot of, he made a lot of people miss. There was a lot of people yeah. that he made miss in the backfield. Um, yeah. Multiple times that l- the last run that he had, I, like I, I thought that had won the game for him. The the run late deep into Georgia territory. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was 30 or 40 yards that he picked up just scrambling, just kind of making guys miss in the open field. And yeah, I, I thought that had won them the football game. Um, it didn't, but 12 carries for CJ, like everyone was talking about, <laughs> will he actually run? 
He re- he's the leading rusher. He had he had 12 carries. He yeah. was the game's leading rusher. Georgia By the way, anyone with 12 carries. Ohio State had other than that, like they had no running game to show for. Like no, no, that's right. Coming into the year, we thought that they had the best offense in the country, partially because of their right. running game. Right. Yeah. And Georgia wasn't having it. They were not going to let Ohio State run. So the fact that they put up 41 points in this game without a running game against Georgia's defense. Yeah, um, and, and I do think this is an example of how numbers can be a little misleading. If you, if you just compare the quarterback's numbers, both quarterbacks were 23 of 34. Mm-hmm. Um, Stetson Bennett, 398 yards. C.J. Stroud, 348 yards. Yeah. Looking at that, you would think Stetson Bennett outplayed Stroud, and we'll get to Bennett, and I think there, there were moments in this game where he played well but Stroud was impressive. And if you switch the quarterbacks in this game, it's a huge, massive blowout. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I like, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I like Stetson Bennett. I like what he does for our team. That's great. That's fantastic. CJ Stroud is by far the better quarterback. Like there's no debating that. Yeah. I think the, the, the talent that he had there, Ohio state's defense and Georgia's defense are two different animals. And it's, it's one thing for Stetson to go off against an Ohio state defense I was really impressed with how CJ did it against a really, really good Georgia. Exactly. And, and being able to, he, he, he got sacked four times, but he didn't get sped up. Like he never lost composure. There was never that the, the fourth quarter against Michigan moment where he starts making just kind of some dumb passes. There's a couple interceptions late against Michigan. He never had that moment, even when right. there was, even when he had a lot of pressure on him. So yeah, no, he, he made himself a ton of money. That's exactly right. I hope, I hope what we don't do, is because CJ's a little bit bigger than Bryce Young. And we'll get into the NFL draft. That's in April, man. That's that's a long time from now. Bryce Young is still the best quarterback in the NFL, or that will be going into the NFL. Yeah. CJ is two. I, I agree with you there. Let's leave Bryce at one. Like, sure. CJ can go, he can go ahead of Will Levis. He can go ahead of Anthony Richardson or whoever else you want to throw up there. That's fine. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, just, yeah. Hats off to CJ. Hats off to the whole team. The Ohio State's defense has real issues. Um, I think it was it was very easy for Georgia to score. Um, you saw it with the long area and Smith touchdown. Yeah, there was the, Georgia ran the ball. They they were gashing them. Kenny McIntosh only had five carries. He had seventy yards on just those five carries. Like they, Georgia ran the ball really well against Ohio State. Yeah, I, I I'm really proud. I'm really proud of 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 the Georgia team. I think overcoming adversity, they had to. Um, playing yeah. from behind almost all game. That's something we didn't know if they could do against top level competition. And they did. So yeah, Georgia onto the championship. It's, it sets up, I mean, an opportunity for a repeat with Stetson Bennett. Like, are you just freaking kidding me right now? Like it doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. You couldn't, if you would have told me that like a year ago, like, no, he's not just going to win one. Stetson Bennett might actually repeat is yeah. I would have laughed you out of the room. Well, let's just kind of go back to that first half a little bit because Ohio State kind of came out of the blocks. They were they were the aggressor. They yes. were the team that I mean it was twenty one to seven. They they were making it happen. As the Georgia fan, what was going through your mind? Like, what were the things? Like, what are you doing? Like, because we all have that tendency. Like, when our team is playing poorly, we we have all the magic answers that they should be doing. What what was in your mm-hmm. what were the things in your mind that Georgia was not doing well in the first half? Why did they fall behind so far? Yeah, the, the, Georgia has a weakness this year that that they didn't have last year, and they probably won't actually have again next year. They'll probably get it fixed next year, but they don't really have good edge pass rushers. They really don't. Like after Nolan Smith got hurt, that there wasn't the next guy that really stepped up that had experience. So Georgia didn't was Georgia wasn't able to get pressure off the edge. They ended up having to blitz a lot to get pressure. Yeah. A lot of the sacks that you'll see is usually a linebacker coming in free and yep. and and knocking down Stroud it left them open over the middle and, and also on the deep corner route, Georgia never actually covered the deep over route, like that deep 20 yard corner that Ohio state kept throwing and and throwing and throwing. And yeah, it was because they were having to blitz safeties and, and linebackers to get pressure on, on Stroud. So the lack of edge pass rush, I think was something that Ohio state was able to exploit a bit in a way that no one else really had all year. Um, and and it involves Stroud just making guys miss and then taking one on ones and and Ohio State has 
NFL receivers that, I mean, you can have really good cornerbacks. NFL receivers are going to win a fair amount of one-on-one battles. And yeah, I think that's what Ohio State did. I thought they had a really good offensive game plan. Um, yeah, kind of all the way around. They, they kind of gave up running the ball and, and that's fine. It, it's it's hard to run the ball against Georgia's interior, but if you can take advantage of their lack of edge, I, yeah, I, I really like their game plan. I think TCU, hopefully, yeah, TCU will probably try to use a good bit of that as well and just neutralizing a, a almost suspect Georgia pass rush. It hasn't been great this year. Yeah. From my own personal perspective, it seemed to me like Georgia was almost a little too willing to get into kind of a shootout. Um, CJ Stroud versus Stetson Bennett in the first half. Um, and I say that knowing that Bennett finished with 398 yards and played great in the fourth quarter. But in the first half, they were averaging over nine yards a carry, and they had twice as many pass attempts as rushes. And it (laughs) felt like they – it felt like it was – I don't know. I never thought I would have to say that Georgia is not running the ball enough. Like, like that's never been a thing that I ever thought would be an issue with a Georgia offense. If anything, they have the opposite problem. But it felt to me – and I'm curious, like – Am I wrong? Is this just a bad perspective from the outside? It felt like they they weren't running the ball enough. And I know that's a common complaint from college football fans, run the dang ball. Sure. And it's often kind of stupid. <laughs> it did feel to me like maybe it was legitimate this in this game. Yeah, I yeah, and, and I don't have a really good like response to that either. Like I felt the same way, especially in the third quarter where your, your offense kind of sputtered. You had some early three and outs, like for Georgia, what, why are we, why are we not running? <laughs> like this has worked so well for us all year. It's what we base our whole offense really on. Georgia's is still a run first team yeah. um, at, at its origin. That's what they want to do. They want to, they want to run the ball first. They, they were, I know they were trying to tar- target uh, the middle linebacker Eichenberg. Like the goal was yeah. to try to get Eichenberg on a slot receiver and, and then throw a seam route. Like, and they did it a lot and it was very successful for them. And, and that's, they were trying to attack kind of the middle of the field. That was kind of where they based a lot of their, their offense on. I, yeah, it worked. No, I agree with you though. I, maybe they got a little too smart. They also didn't get the ball to Bowers enough for me. Like he yeah. went large sections of the game without getting the ball. And like, yeah, that, that's almost not practice. Like, like you have to get the guy more than, I think he had four catches. He has to have more than that, man. Like he he's, yeah. he's still the best player Georgia has, the best receiver Georgia has. Yeah. And so they're, yeah, I, they still put up 42 points. Like you can say all these things and and, (laughs) exactly kind of try to nitpick all these things. Georgia's (laughs) offense is not the problem here. They put up 42. Yeah. At some point I I was kind of, I just kind of got done with the nitpicking because that's what we're doing. In my opinion, these are the two best teams in the country. And this game was almost a de facto national championship game. Yeah. And yeah, they were extremely talented teams and they went toe to toe and it came down to a kick. And it, I mean, a, coin, yeah. a, a literal coin flip game and it, it, yeah, it goes Georgia's way. Maybe we just enjoy that and not try to nitpick too much. Yeah. So can we, do you think we're done with the fire Ryan day talk from Ohio state fans or, or is it just like, it just, it makes him safe until next year's Michigan game and people will just be waiting for them to like, obviously if they lose to Michigan the third time in a row, like, is that, is that the point where, doesn't matter what else you've done. Even if you're winning 11 games a year, you're out of here. He's, he's gone if he loses to Michigan next year. I, I'm yeah, serious. I, I don't be. care if he goes 11 and 0 and then loses and loses to Michigan and goes finishes 11 and 1. That means they probably don't win the Big Ten again for the third straight year. You have to beat Michigan. Like that's the whole thing, man. Like that's yeah. what gets these guys fired. I, it's it's great that he played well. It's great that like you saw all the emotion on the sideline. People like to talk about that. He was all jacked up about this game, and he had a good game plan on offense. You have to fix your you have to fix your defense, and you're gonna have to go to Anna, Ann Arbor and probably go up against JJ McCarthy and probably Harbaugh. More on that in a bit. <laughs> you're probably gonna have to play those guys. And like, do you feel better about your chances of beating them there? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it puts a, a a pause on the fire fire Ryan Day conversation, but only until next November, man. Like, only until yeah. next November. Yeah. Obviously, we'll never know, and this is just rampant speculation and just. <laughs> absolutely reckless <laughs> yeah um we're really close we were really close to a michigan ohio state title game yeah 
Who wins that matchup in your mind? <laughs> Ohio State's the better team. They are. If Ohio State plays the game they play against Georgia, if they play that same game against Michigan, they win, which is baffling to me. How did yeah. they lose at home, man? That was at the horseshoe that Ohio State lost to them. And that was – you can't say they weren't motivated or it snuck up on them. None of that happened. It was they, – they clearly said, like, this is the game we're looking forward to all year. It kind of makes me think maybe – yeah, it might be a mental thing at this point. Yeah. ball kind of alludes to it a little bit. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe <laughs> Michigan has that the just that that extra advantage there. I would still say Ohio State though. Like just from a pure what I saw, what I saw in the playoff games, Ohio State was the better team. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, clearly the more talented team. Yeah. Um, it's it yeah, it just continues to baffle me the way they have lost. Makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> no sense at all. Well, speaking of Michigan, um, TCU beats Michigan 51 to 45. Kind of led the whole – actually, yeah, I think they led wire to wire. Um, this was a game, though. Like, this was back and forth. Michigan was mounting a comeback. Um, TCU got a couple pick sixes that were obviously big. Yeah. Um, just some horrific refing both ways in this game. Um, yeah. I, but this was fun. Like, this was just one of those games that yeah. it, it was just extremely drunk and a lot of fun. Yeah, but both were like they both were. Yeah, true. Um, no, I agree. McCarthy, McCarthy throws JJ McCarthy throws two picks. They're both pick sixes. Yeah, that man. Yeah, that hurt a lot. The end around Philly special play that they ran on fourth and two, like or fourth and goal from the two early on, that was a zero zero ball game. Michigan has a chance to go down and and just yeah punch him in the face right off the bat and go up seven nothing. How that. How you call that play, I'll never know. I will never know. I blame that on Michigan's coaching. Michigan hasn't won a bowl game in their last six attempts. Six. Yeah. Last six attempts. And, and I mean, two times they were Big Ten champs and were in the playoff. Last year, you lost to Georgia. Georgia last year was a different team. Like, you weren't on the same level. As them, but you were better than TCU this year. Michigan yeah. was a better football team over the course of the year than TCU was. And they lost, and I think it's like I think it's coaching. I really do. I think they were the more talented team, and they got a little too smart with it. I think they needed to run the ball more with Donovan Edwards. I I think that's what needed to happen. I was actually pretty impressed the way, other than the big run at the beginning of the game, like TCU. It seemed like they shut down the run game, which is Fair. not something you would expect from a three three five team. Like I don't know. Like it, it, TCU feels like. They just don't make sense to me this year. They were picked to finish seventh in their conference before right. the season. And right. they've, they've won like eight one score games this year. Yeah. And, but they just keep, they just keep finding ways. I, I think they have Tim Tebow 2.0 as their quarterback and they have a really good receiver and a couple other explosive players. And they have a solid defense that makes some really good plays. Like, hmm. and I was just really impressed. I know Michigan scored 45 points, but I was impressed by the, the, the way they did make some stops they had to make. And then on the flip side, like they were explosive when they had to be, even though they weren't always efficient. TCU's offense was really good. Like yeah. all game long, all game long TCU's offense was really good. There was a point in this game where Michigan had, had come back. They cut the lead. I believe it was to five. TCU goes on a. I think I think that was the big play to Johnson. They go. They hit. They hit the big touchdown play to John. And you realize like, like that's the shot where if if TCU was ever going to crumble, it was there, and they mm -hmm. didn't. Like they answered the bell time after time. There, yeah. Michigan all Michigan kept on moving the ball, but every time they had a chance to really get close, TCU would score another touchdown. And like it was the, the offensive drives that they sustained in the second half. That's that was really impressive. And that's where I think you, you have to consider how TCU has trailed a lot in all of these games. They're not going to flinch. Like they're not scared. Like they're not going to back down, even if they are trailing, they never trailed in this game, but even if they are, they're not going to step down. So it was impressive. A, a gamer moxie, whatever you want to call <laughs> like maxed up. He, he's all of that, right? He's right. He's, he is all of those things, the intangibles. Yeah. I, I don't, 
the the yeah the gym rat coach's son all, all the they all apply to max duggan he's he's a gamer i guess yeah <laughs> that's another word for you um yeah and and i was also impressed with how tcu ran the ball as well yeah. i think that was maybe just something that is a little overlooked duggan's great quentin johnson's great tcu really ran the ball they were in some ways more physical than michigan that was really surprising it doesn't make sense to, if you'd have told me before the game Max Duggan is going to complete 14 of 29 passes yeah. for only 225. He's going to throw two interceptions. Yeah. He's only going to run for 3.8 yards per carry. Mm. I, there's no way TCU is winning that game, but there, there you go. The team had 263 rushing yards with Kendra yeah. Miller going out early with an injury. Right. Um, right. Yeah, DeMarcado really shown. He's been good. He's been a really good, like second back all year. Um, and just yeah, the fact that they ran that well in that defense is is impressive. Tip your cap to them. Um, obviously, the season for them has been a resounding success, and <laughs> I know they don't want to hear that. Like I know that they want to win the national title. Um, maybe we should just get right into that. So, okay. TCU Georgia national title. Yeah, Georgia a twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah, um, massive favorite, like huge. For a national title game, sure. The biggest, the biggest in recent memory. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is <laughs> I know you're a Georgia fan. Yeah. So th- that can go either extremely homerish, or it can go. You you see the flaws, the potential hiccups. Like, right. does TCU have any shot? <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> the the and not to come across homerish at all. I've been. You've been more bullish on Georgia's national championship yeah. hopes this year than I have. I've I have. been openly saying that that you know repeating is the hardest thing to do in sports, and, and simply in college football, it just doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen much at all. Georgia's going to repeat as national champs. I, I I think it's not actually that close. TCU's a great team. That's incredible. Both of these teams played nail biters in playoff games. Both of these games were instant classics. Who is going to be able to have the depth? and the experience and the like, like who's going to respond better to that. Georgia has a much better chance of playing, playing well in the, in the second game a week later. I think, I think that favors Georgia. TCU doesn't have the, I don't think they have the depth. TCU does not have the depth that Ohio state did at receiver to go toe to toe with Georgia and expose the secondary. I don't think they do. I don't think TCU is going to be able to run on Georgia. Like they were able to run on Michigan. I, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see that happening. I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia probably covers the line right now is 12 and a half, which is like we said, massive for a national title game. I think they cover. I do. I, yeah. I think, I think Georgia can really um, on offense, move the ball at will against this t- TCU team. Yeah. The Michigan would have been a much better matchup against Georgia than TCU. I, I really think that. Yeah. I, <sighs> I would like to think that TCU has a shot here. It's just hard for me to see the path. Um, right. I think that Georgia is just a terrible matchup for them. They're basically facing Michigan, but with better athletes everywhere. Um, right. Right. I, I think Michigan would have been a better matchup with Georgia, but I also feel like I would be almost as confident about a Georgia win against Michigan as, as I am about it a TCU matchup. I, I just think Ohio state was the worst possible matchup for Georgia. And we got to see that game. No, I agree. I, I agree. I, that, that was the championship for me. Yeah. Like, like uh, yeah, Ohio state, Georgia was the championship. And once you give Georgia that extra chance. Um, yeah. I, I, I really don't think that they will be beat. Um, <laughs> Michigan in this game against TCU outgained them. They had more first downs, more time of possession. They had the same amount of turnovers. The only difference was Michigan didn't return the interceptions for touchdowns. And they kind of got, yeah. <laughs> did you at all, how did they overturn the long pass at the one yard line that was initially called a touchdown? It was a four point swing. Yeah. I don't understand how they, I don't understand how they missed that call. I, I don't, I don't get how you, I don't get how you get that one wrong. I don't understand it. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me either. I, I, I think I, sort like yeah i think i can understand what they thought they saw i just don't know how they thought they saw that like right right 
right? And, and, and it had to be conclusive. You have to have conclusive yeah. evidence to overturn. <laughs> I saw zero conclusive things. It felt like there was a lot of that in that game. It just didn't seem like they were very yeah. on it. That, right. That specific crew. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, like, there's always that, you know, chance that the one team wins a turnover battle by four or something stupid like sure. that. Sure. Um, that said, like, if TCU actually would happen to win this game somehow, can you even, can you overstate how big of a deal that would be? Like that would upset everything we know about college football, essentially. Like what you, the talent level you have to have to win a national title. Everything. I agree. That's where, that's where I go to it right away. That's why I think Georgia will win and win convincingly. You, you simply can't win championships if you're outside the top 15 in talent composite rankings. No. That, it doesn't – no, it does not happen. No. So, and, and TCU's not in it. <laughs> like, they're not even close to it. There's so, 32. Like, <laughs> I know. They're, like, they're so far out. They, like, in, if you look at it from that way, they have zero chance of winning. But it's a 60-minute football game. Yep. And if they do, it's historic. Like, it's all of those yeah. things. It's 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 – yeah, I don't even know how to say it. They weren't even playing Power 5 football just a couple of years ago. <laughs> Not even a Power 5 team. So, yeah, it incredible job by Sonny Dykes. Mm. We're going to go ahead and give TCU their flowers, like right now, yeah. because it's incredible what they've done. To be to win a playoff game in the state of Texas, before Texas, before Texas A&M, who are spending way more money than TCU is, <laughs> just literally next door, it has to be one of the greatest recruiting, yeah, like he's going, he's actually getting a lot of guys out of the portal as well. Right yeah. now, Sonny Dykes, he's doing, he's cleaning up. He's getting some, some flips, even in recruiting. It's impressive what he's doing. It's that's, that's awesome. It's good for them. Enjoy it. Cause you might only have till Monday about yeah, yeah Monday evening. And then it kind of starts to get a little cloudy, but yeah, enjoy this. It's, an, it's been an incredible year for TCU. This year feels a little bit like some kid in Fort Worth is sitting on his Xbox picked the number 32 team in the country and is there just really good at beating the computer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and here they are in the national championship game. I think it ends. I, if, if we were still doing locks of the week, I would make this an absolute lock, take Georgia minus the points. It, it just, yeah, it doesn't, I just don't see the path other than like some wild four turnover differential. And mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see that because I, I think that, Georgia will be determined to take care of the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to give Stetson some throws that they scheme up for him. I don't think he's going to throw for 398 yards in this game. Um, I don't think he'll have to. I mm-hmm. could very much see it be the type of game where Georgia goes up. They could be the team that's up 21-7, to and their defense is just too good, and they sit on TCU enough that TCU can't get to 35, and they probably need to get to 35 to win this game. TCU could easily backdoor cover this game. Like sure. I could see, I could see that happening easily. Like they go score a touchdown with a minute left, and you know, pull within ten points or whatever. That could happen. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying that that the money is for sure. I I don't see it. And and if somehow TCU does win, we will both come on here and just say like we were wrong. Like yes. we didn't. We did not see this one coming. <laughs> and and why would we have? Um, due to any previous information that we've we've known to be valid about predicting college football games. Like, so it's the, yeah, the original Rudy. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess like TCU is Rudy in this, in from the movie, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's all I have. I think on the game. I, yeah, I think Georgia, they're going to get their tight end. Like Darnell Washington looks to be healthy. He's kind of okay. walking around. If he plays, big. I, I think you destroy the three, three, five. I think they yeah. have to end up bringing an extra guy down to yeah just to help stop because that guy's an extra offensive lineman you you're you're then getting out schemed yeah seven to seven to six up front and i think they're gonna have to start bringing more people down tcu will on defense i think that opens up everything for georgia yeah i think tcu is definitely hoping for ohio state to win that game just matchup agrees right no i I think ohio state would have had a clear advantage in that potential matchup but georgia is just such a worse matchup personnel wise i think for this the style of play that tcu wants to play agreed okay other other bowl games instead of going through and like listing off scores um i'll just kind of like open it up like what are some bowl games that stood out to you outside of the playoff i really liked 
um, Clemson, Tennessee. I think that yeah. was fun. The, the battle of the orange. I know Dabo made some comments about Tennessee fans flipping burgers or something. I didn't quite get all of what Dabo was saying. He loses. Joe Milton is an electric factor. Wow. Man, that guy has a cannon. They call him Bazooka Joe. I think we even teased like kind of everyone about the, the Bazooka Joe nickname um, in the middle of this, mm-hmm. this past season. We know that guy has a cannon. He always has had the cannon. The reason Hendon Hooker started instead of Joe Milton is simply because Joe Milton would attempt. He has one speed, and that's the fastball. Like yeah. he throws 103, and that's all he has. He, there's no changeup. There's no curveball slider. There's no touch. He throws heat, and he looks to have maybe developed some touch. He was able to. Yeah. There was a 60 yard touchdown throw, like <laughs> to Keaton. He actually took some off. Yes. He 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 kind of like he kind of like eased his wrist back to not overthrow the guy. He just flicked it. And the, I mean, it was like it traveled 50 something yards in the air. It was like, oh my goodness. Like, who's going to, like, who's going to cover this thing if, if, if he learns how to, yeah, use some touch on intermediate throws? He's not as super accurate still. Like, yeah, like he's going to work on that. Maybe that gets fixed. Maybe it doesn't. But oh my goodness, what an arm. That's incredible. That throw you're talking about, my, my brother and cousin were watching, we were watching a, us three together and we literally, we, we, <laughs> We rewinded and watched that thing probably five times. We were that impressed by it. It's just like, we need to see this again. It it's was wild. And and there's something about that Tennessee offense. I don't know if they can win a national title anytime in the near future, mm-hmm. but they have found a way to be successful offensively. And if we have Joe Milton all of next year, maybe it won't be as good, good as Hendon Hooker. <laughs> but I'm betting they'll figure out a way that it'll yeah. look pretty good. I've already booked an Airbnb for Knoxville when Georgia goes up there. In <laughs> like, like I just, just for, yeah, full disclosure. So th- this is happening. I, I think Tennessee is going to be really good next year as well. The defense is still, st- still a little bit suspect. I know they played well actually against, against Klubnik. Yeah. But tennis, Tennessee's offense is special. Like that's, it's, it's a unit that you look at and like, you could have a real, like, just, it's just a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. Most, yeah, like, just the, the combination of receivers with the, the just the pure quarterback talent that they have is incredible. They run the ball sneaky well. Tennessee actually kind of runs the ball well in that scheme. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it, really good year for Josh Heupel. If you don't get blown out by South Carolina, you're in the playoff. Like, yep. like they were really close to being a playoff team. They're that good. So, yeah, great cap of the year for Tennessee. Any words about Clemson? Anything you want to say at all? Or are we just going to kind of brush over that one? I don't know. Is it is it panic time? <laughs> it feels can, more can, and more like it might be panic time. Can we get some coordinators from somewhere else? Like, like right. would it would it kill us to maybe just kind of try again this year? Go rehire guys? Like, can we – maybe Venables could come back. Lord knows it's not working for him out in Oklahoma. Maybe oh. we can – yeah, maybe we can get a – yeah, they, they need some coordinators. They need some coordinators. The talent's there. Clemson has has talent. Um, Klubnik and Shipley, that's a dynamic duo. Like, they're going to win football games. They'll probably win the ACC again next year. They will be the favorite to do so. But not against this top level. That Like, they're not good against the SEC. I mean, they're, they're, they lost to South Carolina, Tennessee. They lost to Georgia last year. They need to beat these teams. That's where Clemson really made their mark. They beat Alabama. Like, that's what was impressive about them. I think they need new coordinators. Coordinators, I really do. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Any other bowl games that you want to talk about? I I enjoyed. Okay, well let's let's just mention real quick Alabama putting the smackdown mm. on Kansas State. Yeah. Bryce Young opting in, Will Anderson opting in. Those are two top five NFL draft picks. Had no reason to play this game, zero, and they wanted to come back. Yeah, they hammered them. Like that that was yeah. they were definitely the better team. If Alabama plays that well all year, they're in the playoff. That's another team. Alabama would be a nightmare matchup in the playoff. No yeah. one wants to play Alabama, um especially at, when they're at that level. Bryce Young is that guy. Like I'm yeah. We're, we're going to go through the the draft process and everyone's going to knock him because he's too little, he's too slight. He's not tall enough to see. I he's he's not strong whatever the guy plays quarter he puts really good reps on film the throws are incredible he makes people miss 
he didn't have good receivers this year and it didn't even matter. Like he's that good. So yeah. impressed with Bryce young. That's yeah. I just wanted to throw him um, a compliment right there. Uh, as a Colts fan, I'm hoping the Houston Texans are a little bit concerned about that size. of his. <laughs> CJ Stroud looked pretty good. <laughs> you guys are drafting. Will Levis. You guys are going to draft. Will Levis. I do not receive that. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Can oh, we talk man. about Tulane USC? Yeah, really. I mean, a really good game. Um, I will, we'll talk about Tulane in a second. That's great. Michael, like Michael Pratt, he's a really good quarterback. They have a really good team overall with Spears, the running back. He was awesome in this game. I want to talk about USC and the defense. Lincoln Riley yeah. brought along Alex Grinch from Oklahoma. We questioned him On at the time. We, we didn't like him. We didn't like him when he was at Oklahoma. No. And then he, he can get anyone he wants when he goes to USC. And he brings along Alex Grinch. It was like, like, Okay. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work, you know, this time around with, with, and no, the correct answer is it's not working. It's not working at all. So (laughs) there's a lot of guys out there looking for some good defensive coordinators right now. Well, it's been announced that Jim Leonard is not returning to Wisconsin. If you're USC, why would you just write him a blank check? Agreed. Agreed. I, I don't know what, what Alex Grinch has on Lincoln Riley to keep him coming back for more because, Hey, by the way, Caleb Williams is a really, really good quarterback. He's an incredible quarterback and you're wasting it. Like they lost yeah. three games this year. And you have to wonder, is it, is this maybe just the same as what he had at Oklahoma? Like, like why go to USC and be the exact same? That That's, I mean, because the results right now are very similar to what he was doing at Oklahoma. The concerning thing to me is they just got out recruited by Oklahoma this this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I know. Yeah. It feels like they've kind of be they're becoming Oklahoma West. Like Yeah. We just moved the Oklahoma program that was in the Big 12 and we put them put them out in the Pac-12 and it's basically the same thing, which is really good. But you just don't see a way that they can win a national title. And the defense is just not like it. It's it won't get there with Alex Grinch. <laughs> no, no, I know, I agree. Okay, any other bowl games that um, fascinated you or you wanted to talk about? There, there was quite a few, obviously decent matchups. Sure. Um, what, what else stands out to you? The the Bo Nix the the comeback for Oregon against North Carolina I thought was neat, mm-hmm. and then Bo Nix also announces that he's coming, he's returning to Oregon yeah. for yet another year. Um, so huge for Dan Lanning. He just continues to rack up wins, um, both recruiting and otherwise, um, out there in Eugene. I thought that one was really neat. Notre Dame, South Carolina. Can we talk about it a little bit? Um, sure. I know you're Notre Dame. I watched this game. I thought it was incredible. That was a really, really <laughs> good football game. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame threw two, two pick sixes for, by Tyler Buckner in this game. South Carolina <laughs> also had a fake field goal touchdown. Yes. That was an awesome. Um, they kind of pulled out all the stops. It did feel like Notre Dame clearly was the better team. And once they kind of settled down, like it was over the, if you look at the yardage totals in the first half compared to the second half, second half, Notre Dame finally just figured them out and just sat on them. Um, Buckner, I thought looked pretty good despite having three interceptions. Um, he was either making a terrible decision or he was looking really good. Like there wasn't a whole lot of in between. Um, Notre, Notre Dame outrushed South Carolina by 200 yards. Yeah. 200-yard <laughs> advantage in rushing. <laughs> that was kind of the story. South Carolina was missing a lot of players. Notre Dame also missing, I think, about five guys in this game, five starters. Um, and South Carolina maybe even more than that. So it wasn't two teams at full strength, but it was clearly two teams that were playing hard and trying to win this game. Like both yeah. teams. It was, it was just a fun bowl game. Yeah, no, I, it was, it's what you want. Tyler Buckner. And I mean, it's great that he got to play. He's not playing next year. Um, We'll just go ahead and confirm that one. Sam Hartman uh, will be getting all of the first team reps um, come, come August. Um, Yeah. I would be shocked to see him get on the field for any meaningful snaps next year. Um, One other game I was just going to mention uh, Florida state beats Oklahoma. Yeah. In the Cheez-It Bowl, Florida State goes into the offseason with all of the good vibes. Um, yes. I mean, really, they're mopping up right now in the transfer portal. W- what a good year for Florida State. They had three losses in the middle of the year. They rebound, finish strong. They're going to feel really good coming into next season. Yeah. Um, they haven't been recruiting at the highest level, but like you said, the portal is where they've yeah. really been making noise. 
Um, and if you can recruit at a B plus level, but also recruit the portal at an A plus level, like you can have a pretty good year. Yeah. Um, they already had a pretty good year, but you have to think it, just looking at next year for the ACC, like Clemson will be favored as they should be, and they'll probably win it. But we're used to seeing them favored. Like, I mean, usually they're like minus 600 or something to win the conference. And I right. don't think we're going to see that next year. I think Florida State, maybe some other teams, but I, Florida State's odds are going yeah. to be much better next year than they have been for the previous four or five years. And, and that's just a testament to what they're building. They closed the gap. They've closed the gap on Clemson for sure. Um, yeah, you can't just say that, well, it's Clemson and then everyone else a long way behind. It's not anymore. Florida State yeah. is absolutely closing that gap. So, yeah, LSU LSU uh, beats Purdue 63 <laughs> to 7. That's only notable because it was 63 to 7. That was just a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of it. The bowl games, there there wasn't a ton of of depth in the bowls. I I didn't feel like Kansas Arkansas was awesome. I mean, went to three overtimes. That was yeah. a good one, but neither one of those teams were great this year. So yeah, I, I don't know. There was there was a lot of bowl games. Some were good, some weren't. Um, what conferences did you think did well? Do you want to go into conferences? Everyone uses these bowls to kind of my conference versus your conference. Uh, I'm an SEC fan. We do it as much as anyone. And yeah, SEC not off to a great start. They rebound, finish strong. So I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of all a wash for me. Um, but yeah. I tend to think that the conference bowl record is a pretty overvalued number. Um, yeah. I, I do think that it, when it comes to bowl season, so much of it is a crapshoot. You, you have so many different things. You You have players opting out you have sure right you have veterans barely practicing because they're trying to get young players more practice time and more playing time and you have guys that are just enjoying vacation and clear like i think maybe there was like a i saw a video of like a florida pass rusher just like barely <laughs> walking up the field yes, like that happened yeah some some teams really want to win some teams are ready for the season to be over and that we have yeah. so many bowl games. And I say that, and I'm absolutely not the person that's out there. There's way too many bowl games. Listen, it's a good reward for teams that win at least 500 and no one is forcing you to watch bowl games number 21 through 40. Right. Well, a few of those might even interest you and could be fun to watch. Just let them enjoy it. It's yeah. okay. Like there's not too many bowl games. It's fine. Sure. Just sure. watch the ones you want to watch. It's you know, <laughs> it, it's not hurting anybody. I will beat Kentucky 21 to nothing. Yes. Somehow that, that game stayed under. Um, there was, I, yeah, I heard one guy say, Oh, that's funny. I didn't know I was punter could score three touchdowns, um, which I thought two was, pick sixes. He, correct. Yeah. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> he, he, he hadn't watched the game and he was just making a comment about like, Oh my good. Like how did that even happen? Um, yeah, no, yeah, it was, I agree with you. The whole conference thing's kind of overrated. I would put way more stock into non-conference game regular season. Like, yeah, yeah. like how does, how did the right, how does Florida, Florida state end up South Carolina, yeah. Clemson, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah. I would put, yeah, more stock into stuff. Um, yeah. Games like that, like Georgia, Oregon early in the year, um, as actual indicators of how good conferences are. So Mike Leach, um, the, the Mike Leach Memorial game, I guess you could call in the rely quest bowl, Mississippi state wins. Um, I thought that was kind of neat. Will Rogers at the end of the game, nice tribute to him um, kind of yeah. tearing up afterward. That was neat. Um, but yeah, th other than that, I, that was, that was kind of about it for me. I didn't go too deep into the bowls. One of the issues with me personally watching as many bowls as I always think I'm going to is just, it's, it's over the holidays and you're trying to spend time with family. It's, and It's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see. You mentioned Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. Um, yes. Yes, I did. Obviously, Wake Forest quarterback the last number of years, uh, actually the ACC's all-time leader in passing touchdowns. Do, how do you like the fit? Do you do you feel like this is this is an and, – and I guess there's layers to this, of course, obviously. We've seen – we've seen Notre Dame go to – the playoff and we've also seen them be pretty good but not make it like mm -hmm. it feels like this is one of those things but which one is it <laughs> no i 
this is the best Notre Dame could have hoped for, in yeah. my opinion. I, I, you could not have done better. I think when when Devin Leary went to Kentucky, it was like, oof, that's kind of a rough look because who is left for Notre Dame? And then Hartman kind of came out of nowhere. No one really suspected that, I don't think, or at least I didn't. Um, that was kind of a surprise when he went to the portal. And then huge get for Notre Dame. Yeah. Like you have to be thrilled. It was it's a, a immediate upgrade at quarterback, mm-hmm. um, and he can come in day one, be the guy. And even help you develop guys down the line. Like it's yes. going to help your 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 underclassmen as well. Just like seeing that because Hartman, um, like he's by all accounts just an absolute professional. Does it? He's a really, yeah. Like he's very he's um, very intelligent, but as well as extremely athletic. So yeah, I I think it's a really good gift for Notre Dame. I think that's the kind of guy that they needed. I would agree. I think we've talked a lot about Tommy Reese. Um, yes, and he had some. Yes pretty severe failures in in his past, even in this season and recruiting. I mean, they lost Dante Moore. The way he ended the season, um, they put up a lot of points on South Carolina. He got Kenny Minchie to sign a good, a good freshman quarterback to come in when it looked like they might not get a quarterback in the class. And now he right. gets Sam Hartman, who several different places have called the top the top quarterback in the portal this year. Um, the yeah. athletic had him as number one, um, 24 seven sports has him as the top quarterback in the portal. It feels like Tommy Reese has earned himself a really good look next year. They're, they're going to have the best tackle tandem in the country. Probably next year. Joel was an all American and Blake Fisher was close. Um, they're going to have a better receiving core than they've had in several years. Um, they're attacking the portal in that area, and they've also they have a lot of the, the best player, the best receivers on most of the best receivers on their roster are really young. So like they are right. going to have a good receiving core next year. They're going right. to have one of the best running back rooms in the country next year. Maybe not the best, but it's going yeah. to be really good. Um, Audrey Estime yeah. and Logan Diggs, both true sophomores this year, and both looked really good. Yep. Next year, I mean, with Sam Hartman coming in, it's either like it's time. Um, Tommy Reese, yeah. you got all the pieces for a top 10 offense. Let's see it. Like, we'll, we will definitively have an answer next year because there's been, like this year you have Drew Pine at quarterback, and then that limits what you can do. And, and other years, like we've had these, like we've been able to look at Notre Dame and see, well, okay, so they don't have a great offense, but there's some reasons why you could see why they wouldn't. Next right. year, there is no reason for them not to have a top 10 offense, in my opinion. No, I agree. I agree completely. And and a guy that has like a quarterback with experience too, a quarterback that's seen yes. a lot of football that you have coming in. That's not going to be blown away by like you. You say Tommy Reed, like he's an intellect and he's he's he throws a lot at at you as a quarterback, and it's sometimes it's overwhelming. Like people, that's kind of the thought, and like it shouldn't be for Hartman. Like yeah. if it's too complex for Hartman, like <laughs> that's you. That's your problem. Yes, you need to get a different system. So yeah, it no, I agree. Like the excuses are gone. It needs to work or. They'll, he'll probably be looking for a new job. <laughs> right. Any Anything else in the portal that stands out to you? Um, I, I can't remember what all we talked about previously. I know Georgia has actually gone and gotten a couple um, highly, ranked, highly ranked receivers out of the portal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thoughts on that mm-hmm. as the resident Georgia fan? Good. I mean, good for us. Like I, I like our receiver room anyway. I'm, I, I, yeah. I really do. I think I, like Arian Smith will be back. AD Mitchell will be back. Brock Bowers will be back. Like, Lad McConkey will still be there. Georgia was kind of fine. Like I, I was kind of okay. And apparently we went and decided to add more. Um, yeah. Kirby smart is joining the arms race. Suddenly Georgia's an offensive team. It's making no <laughs> sense to me. Um, why aren't we getting a running back is, was my question, but yeah, no, that's kind of where we're going. Georgia likes having a top five offense too, I guess was kind of what I, I took from it. I, I don't know. I, it was surprising. I, I didn't think we would get those guys um, it was, it, it's good to see. You can't have too many talented guys on your team at one time. Um, especially like guys with experience that are bought in at the sec level. Like these guys are, they were ball players um, in the sec this year. And now you get them on your team. So yeah, that's, that's great. I LSU is doing well in the portal. I noticed LSU is picking up a lot of guys just kind of mm-hmm. sliding in. It's it not, not super like Denver Harris, the cornerback. He's committed, yeah. I think he committed to LSU. He was, kind of the one of the top corners um, outside Travis Hunter in the portal. That's 
yeah, that he'll he'll be one of the next LSU cornerback, like the the guy that gets to the NFL. Um, I, I didn't have much outside of that. There, there's so many guys switching, but we haven't had the shocker yet. Like there hasn't been the guy. I guess you could say Sam Hartman was, but there wasn't. There's not the guy yet that is like like whoa, I haven't seen like I yeah I didn't see that coming. You know, so in some ways people say a lot about the portal and. I think it's kind of been a little overhyped almost in some way. Like there's a lot of people changing, but it's almost like we weren't happy there. We're going, yeah, we're, we're just switching kind of for just for the sake of switching. And yeah, I don't know if, if teams are really going to benefit or not. Yeah. I, I do think if you look at, okay, like Florida state would be one yeah. school, Michigan well, would be sure. one, TCU would good. be one. There yeah. are some schools that are clearly doing well Im- and will improving. be better next year for it. Agreed. I also think like, a big part of this portal thing is we, we're just we're seeing a lot of reshuffling that's probably not going to change a whole lot. There's some yeah. that's changing stuff. There's also a lot that's really not going to change much. Right. right. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else we should talk about before we wrap this episode up? No, the championship is again, it's on Monday night. Yes. And then after that, we will not have college football again until August. Hmm the end of August. We could just say the first of September. That's, that's a long time from now. Um, Enjoy it. We have one last game day before it's done for a while. So yeah, that's kind of what we, that's what we try to do. We, we, me and you, we're both just college football fans. Like that's, that's what we are. And we just, yeah, enjoy talking about it. So we enjoy these days and my team might repeat as champs. And that is just wild to think about. (laughs) So I'm, yeah, it's, I had a really good off season last off season. Yeah, I will be insufferable if we go back to back. So yeah, root for TCU. All of you guys root for TCU. You do not want to see me a whole, another whole off season. We are the new Bama. You will not convince me otherwise. We are the new Bama. Come at me. Let's go. All right. Well, yeah. Um, I agree with, with the, the thought there at the beginning Watch this game, enjoy this game. Even if it's a blowout, watch the whole thing and enjoy it because it's about to be done for a long time. Um, yeah. And thankfully, we actually have a lot to talk about typically now in the off season of college football, which is not really an off season anymore. Sure. It's still not as good as real football. Yeah. And right. you got to enjoy it while you have it. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah. Appreciate having you guys. It's a new year. 2023 i'm excited about what this year could bring for for the podcast and for college football in general Um, thank you all for listening have a great week and god bless you all